Well, good morning, Porch Community. It's good to uh, be with you this morning. So glad that you've joined us on our streaming uh services that we've been doing. We're in our fourth week of our series, Streaming at the Movies, and uh, it's been a great time so far. My name is Shannon Patterson, and I get to be the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church. And if this happens to be your first time joining us, a very special, real welcome to you. We've seen so many new people uh, been watching and tuning in and sharing uh, the ministries that we're doing here at the Porch Community Church. So we're just really glad that you joined us today. And for those of you that are first timers, or maybe there's something going on in your life, you just want to know more about the church, please make use of our website, theporchcc.com, and let us know how we can uh, minister to you. We can tell you more about what's going on and most certainly how we can pray for you. So as I mentioned, we're in this fourth week of our series, Streaming at the Movies. And what we're doing is we're sharing truths from the Bible using stories. And this is nothing new. We, we didn't invent this thing. Uh, this is what Jesus did. This was the, the life and the ministry of Jesus, how he spoke and shared. And we're taking movies that you can find on streaming services out there. And we are looking at them each and every week. And today I am sharing with you the we're going all the way back to 1971 to the hit Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the great uh, Gene Wilder. And uh, of course, it was based on the book, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but they, they switched it up a little bit. Super psychedelic uh, kind of movie. But what we're going to do with this movie, and I could have gone in a whole lot of different directions for sure, but I chose this movie because uh, I want us to look at the kids in this movie. I want us to look at, there's five kids that are highlighted and the adults that are with them. And I want us to talk about the attitudes and the actions of these kids and see how we might go, okay, how do I respond? How do I react to things going on in my life? And so first and foremost, I just want to say this, a shout out to you today, teachers. Because as I was thinking about this movie and talking and writing and, and thinking about these kids, I thought, you know what, for our teachers out there, I bet you there have been many, many, many times that you've had a kid in your class and you're just really trying to get an understanding of them, right? And you just can't seem to do it until you meet their parent, right? Or until you meet the adult that's in charge of them. And then you go, oh, okay, I get it now, right? Um, shout out to you. Um, God bless you for what you do. But what we're going to look at in, in Willy Wonka is what the adult adults tolerate and allow and encourage and accept in the kids and how they act is a huge cautionary tale for any of us who have the responsibility of raising children. So that's almost like a little side message for you. You're welcome. So as I think most of you know, the premise of the movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, is he's a very mysterious guy and he's making his even more mysterious chocolate factory open to five lucky winners who get the golden ticket in their Wonka bar. And so these five kids, along with a parent, get to come along and tour the, um, the factory. And I think four of the five kids especially show the attitudes and actions, I think give us like the pitfalls of, of a life focused on self. And that's really where we're going to be going today. So if you're not ready to, to examine maybe kind of where you are and where your attitudes are, just go ahead and turn it off because that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but there's one who shows us that there is another way. And you can probably guess that it's this guy named 
Charlie. But I want to start at the beginning, and I and I want us to to start with each of the kids as they kind of meet their their uh, misfortune as they go along. Um, and the first one is a kid named Augustus Gloop, and his main goal in life is to satisfy his desires. His main goal in life is to satisfy his desires, and most especially in regard to food and eating and all the things he wants. And his one desire is in getting this golden ticket is to eat everything he can at Wonka's factory. That's his sole goal in going there. And nothing more that he has this desire to satisfy himself, to satisfy his, his hunger. And his, his desire for this temporary momentary satisfaction is so overwhelming that he can't stop himself. And he drinks from the river that Wonka says, you should never drink from it. Don't even touch it. Does that sound familiar to any of you? <laughs> um, like the apple in the original garden, right? Gloop goes straight for that, which is forbidden. He shouldn't do it. And of course he falls in and is sucked up into the pipeworks of the factory. And we think he might end up becoming fudge. We're not sure. So the first pitfall I want us to look at today in regard to ourself and, and, and how we respond um, to things around us, how we relate to them, is that Augustus was driven by misdirected desire. Misdirected desire. And here's what I mean by that. See, we were created to have desire. We were created to desire things. We were create, created to desire, have a desire for something. Um, but Augustus, Augustus had a misdirected desire, and it was all about meeting his temporary, momentary uh, desires, the things he wanted right then, right there. And this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. And he says this in verse uh, chapter 3 of Philippians, and beginning in verse 18. And think about this in regard to Augustus and this misdirected desire. And he says, For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes. See, Paul loved the church. Paul established a lot of these churches. He had relationships with these people, and he wanted them to know Jesus Christ. And so he says, I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. I mean, that's like a slap in the face to have to have, hear Paul say this. He says this in verse 19, kind of explaining what this means. They are headed for destruction. Their God, little g, is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. So we see where Augustus had a misdirected desire. He was even told not to um, go further into, you know, not, don't touch the chocolate river. And he can't, he can't control himself. Misdirected desire, folks, will lead us down paths we should not go down. And Paul says, look, it's not about desire. It's about misdirected desire. Don't, th that's going to lead you to destruction. Don't let uh, your appetite for things lead you on that path. So that's the first uh, pitfall is misdirected desire. The next pitfall we find in the character of Violet Beauregard. Now, Violet is wrapped up in pride. She's sassy. She's forceful. 
She's a little rude. Um, if you don't like gum smacking, you really don't want to even watch that part of the movie because it drives people crazy. But that's where her pride happens to be in chewing gum. She has this, uh, she's really good at it. And her goal is to, is to blow the biggest bubble that anyone has ever done. And so this is what she wants to do. So she's super excited about coming to Wonka's factory. Yet this too leads to her downfall. When she does what Augustus did, and we'll start to see a pattern here, when she takes something that Wonka doesn't want her to have, he tells her not to take it. He implores her not to take it. And Violet takes this gum, the three-course dinner gum, and blows up into a large blueberry. And uh, then her, her, uh, she ends up being taken off as well. Again, we're not really sure what happens to these, these kids. Um, here's what scripture says about this. We're talking about pride here, okay? So misdirected desire. Now we're looking at pride in the character of Violet Beauregard. And it says this in Proverbs chapter 16, real basic, real easy. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Pride and haughtiness, pride and thinking you are better than others. It's right before the fall. I love the way the message says it. It says first pride, then the crash, the bigger the ego, the harder the fall. And you see this here. So the, the second pitfall we're looking at in how we view things and respond to things we find in this movie is our pride. Now, next, the next character we have is Veruca Salt. And this girl is a brat. I mean, she's just spoiled rotten. Uh, her father, she has him wrapped around her finger. He will give her anything she wants. And they go into a room with geese who are laying golden eggs. And she decides she wants this. And she throws a tantrum. And her dad wants to buy it and offers to write a check to Wonka. And he's like, no, I can't buy it. She ends up, because of her tantrum, falling into a garbage chute. And her dad right behind her, which is talk about a whole other message folks about how parents can follow their kids into their their bad choices and their bad decisions and they just fall right behind with them and um I don't know maybe that's another message for another time about our responsibility as parents but my goodness and I mean it really like I know it's a it's a kid movie and it's you know it's but like it's painful for me to watch Veruca Salt and how she acts this is what Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 says it says, and this is talking about a specific thing, but hear it out, thinking about Veruca, okay? Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. And this too is meaningless. Now, all we got to do is take the word money there and the, the word wealth, and we could replace it with anything. What Veruca wants is she wants something and, and her dad will pay any price for it. So she wants the things that cost money that ha that come at a price. And in Ecclesiastes, it's saying this, this is meaningless. Don't, don't let this be your, your direction. The, the, the way in which you're going, don't, don't do this. Um, so here's what I see here. Um, we have the first pitfall with Augustus is misdirected desire. Okay. And then the next, um, pitfall we find is, is with Violet and that is with her pride and now with Veruca, we find this pitfall and it's the love of things, the love of money, the, the wanting to acquire, the wanting to have at any price. Um, I'm challenged by this because I can often just go in my direction that I want to go in without 
really thinking about the cost. And I'm talking about like Target, right? I'm talking about going to the store or Lowe's or anything like that. This is this is what I'm talking about. So we have to be careful of this, that that our that with our character, that we are not drawn in different directions, okay? Um, pride, misdirected desire. And here we have a love of things, a love of money, a love of things that cost, uh, come at a high price. Now here's the next character. And his name is Mike TV, which now you got to remember this movie was made in 1971, right? And so TV was a big thing then and, and, and all the stuff that was going on with TV. And Mike is like this technologically savvy, sarcastic, distractible boy who only cares about TV. This is all he cares about. And in Wonka's room, they go into the Wonka vision room where they're using, they're teleporting chocolate bars and, and using the TV to do it. And Mike wants this. He wants this so bad that he, he goes into the room and he teleports himself so that he can now be part of the TV. He can be part of what he loves so much. And he ends up becoming only a couple of inches tall. Now this one might be harder to pinpoint at first glance, but here's what I would say is Mike's pitfall. All right. And it's this, and this one will hit you if none of the others have, distraction. Mike TV's pitfall is distraction. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27, it says this, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Uh, in the NIV, it says, don't turn to the left or to the right. It's very much about being focused and moving forward. Okay. Focused and moving forward. I want us to um, think about that for a minute because see, I'm, I get so distracted. You get, you're distracted right now. Let's be honest. You're at home right now. You're, you're sitting somewhere right now and you've probably been on your phone now. You've probably checked something. You've, you might be, you know, I mean, we're distracted. I talked to someone the other day and they can't wait till we get back to in-person worship. They said, listen, I love the fact that we're able to offer this, but I'm so distracted. And I said, I know I'm distracted too. And it's, I'm the one, you know, I get it. So here's what I want us to think about. Okay. This is really kind of a self check today. How are we responding? you know, this is not an all encompassing thing. I might just mention one thing today or share with you one scripture and you go, okay, that's, that's what I need to really focus on. I've been so distracted or my pride has been such an issue or, oh my goodness, my desires have been completely misdirected. Okay. Or I just want to have, uh, there's, I, I want more and more and more and more. I mean, this is kind of a repeating thing here, a repeating theme that we find with all four of these kids. And then we wind up with sweet Charlie Bucket. Sweet Charlie Bucket, who needs some conditioner, let's be honest, but we'll move beyond that. But he's a rather small and kind of meek character. He only speaks when he's spoken to, very soft-spoken. He never asks for more than he's given. And he's such just a sweet character. And he, he looks forward to his one time a year when he buys a Wonka bar for his birthday. And you know what he does? He's, he's not like Augustus or, or Violet or any of them. He takes that Wonka bar and he takes a piece by piece over months. He spreads out this one chocolate bar that he buys on his birthday. He wins the ticket. He's the fifth kid. I want to point something out though, as sweet and kind and wonderful as Charlie is. I think this is something very important for us to note. All the children, all five of them, do what they weren't supposed to do. 
Every, every one of them. They were all told not to do something specific, and yet they did. And you know what that tells me? Is that I can act good, and I can try as hard as I want to, to be good and virtuous and righteous and holy and law-abiding and all these things. But you know what? I'm still going to fall short. I am not enough on my own. I need Jesus. And, and we do too. You, you need Jesus too. Like it's not enough for us to be like good citizens, right? And, and up to this point, this is Charlie. So but all five kids, because remember, if you know the movie, Charlie drank, what was it called? The, the uh, fizzy, whizzy, I don't know what it was called, in the fizzy room, the, the fizzy stuff. He, he drank it. And um, so he, he's ruled out of this. All the children do what they were not supposed to do. Have any of you seen or done the uh, toddler challenge recently? Um, placing candy or some other something in front of the, the child and then and a toddler and then telling them, hey, don't eat this. I'll be right back. Whatever you do, don't eat this. I'll be right back. And then they film it. I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, I, I encourage you to look it up. It's really funny because that's kind of what we are. Um, yeah, there's the Augustuses of the world and the Veronicas and the... Um, and, and all these violets and verrucas. But then there's people that we try really hard and we want to be good. And yet sometimes it's just so hard because it's right there in front of us. And that's what Charlie did. He, he drank the, the, the fizzy stuff and he and his grandpa went floating up into the air. They had to burp to get there. The fizzy lifting drink. That's right. That's what my notes say. The fizzy lifting drink. But here's the difference, folks. And this is really where I want to bring this down. Okay. Charlie repents. Charlie turns around. Charlie says, you know what? This is not who I am. I'm not the, it's not in my character to do what I shouldn't do. And that's the difference with him. And what does he do? He returns the everlasting gobstopper that each child that he was given. And, and he, he, he had to leave the factory because he had broken the rules. Folks, this is sin. This is, we're not good enough because of our sin. We've got to leave the factory Charlie has to leave. And what he says, though, is he says, by, by returning that which wasn't his to Wonka, he's saying, this isn't mine, this is yours. And that's when Wonka says, this is exactly where you needed to be. Because of his faithfulness, he not only gets the prize of that one little gobstopper, but he gets the entire factory. This is us. He gets it all for his simple trust and faithfulness. In Acts chapter 3, it says this, beginning in verse 19. It says, listen, now repent of your sins and turn to God. Okay? Re repent of drinking the fizzy lifting drink. Repent of, of chewing the, the three-course dinner gum. Repent of the, of the chocolate, drinking out of the chocolate river. You know, repent. Repent for throwing a fit because you didn't get the golden, the golden goose. Repent so that your sins may be wiped away. Verse 20, then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. See, there is, a, there is something that occurs in our repentance. That's when Jesus says, this is where I want you, come to me. He knows our character flaws. He knows how we respond to pride and the things that we want and all that stuff. Four pitfalls that I see, misdirected desire, pride, the love of things, right? Just, I got to have more, 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 more. Distraction. And then sh Charlie shows us humility and repentance. Humility and repentance. I hope that 
you'll think about these a little bit more. If you haven't watched the movie in a while, I encourage you to watch it. Go back and watch it. It's really interesting to see. Um, I want to say this as I close in, in prayer, and I, I really appreciate the, the special time of message today. And, and I want to say a special shout out to um, our communications director, Josh Harrell, for the incredible job he has been doing. Um, that he has been setting up and running and, and his, it's just been phenomenal to see him, uh, do what he does on the regular. And, um, so when you see him or you get an opportunity to send him a message, be sure and tell him, thank you for all that he's doing. And not only that, but our incredible band that, um, serve and, and are here every week and leading us in, in incredible worship. Just be sure and give them a thanks whenever you see them. Um, one other thing I want to say is, um, Thank you for being a church that's faithful. You guys have been so incredibly faithful. And I've hinted at this for the last few weeks, and I'm going to hint at it one more time. Um, but we've done something that I'm really excited to share with you in a couple of weeks because you guys have been so faithful in your giving. Uh, we have, we as the ministry board have said, we, we want to do something about this. We want to make an impact in our community right now in a very real, tangible way financially. And so we're going to share a little bit more about that in the next week or two. Um, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you. During this unprecedented time, thank you for being faithful. Um, last thing I want to tell you, and I'm really excited about this, is that next week, June 7th, it is our next drive-in worship service, drive-in church, June 7th, 11 a.m., outside on our campus. And for this special drive-in church service, we are celebrating Grad Sunday. We are going to celebrate the 2020 graduates, our high school and our college graduates. And we hope that you'll be here. We'll have message, worship. Um, we hope you'll come and be a part of that special day. We will be uh, live streaming as well in case you can't make it or aren't able to get out or you need to stay home for a while. We get that. Um, but come out next week if you can tune in and, uh, be a part of this really special, uh, day because we want to celebrate our graduates. We do this every year, but this will be, I think, really special to share with them next Sunday. Porch community, I love you. And, um, I'm so, I can't even explain, um, just thankful to be able to be a part of this ministry with you in our community. And I want to pray for us now. God, we thank you for the way in which you have worked God, I thank you for showing us through a parable, a story of how so easily we can allow things like uh, desire or distraction or our pride to get in the way. Lord, um, would you teach us about humility and repentance today, that we would come to you, um, that even though we, we don't deserve to be in your presence, you welcome us in because of Jesus. And that's who we pray to and in the name of. And God, we just thank you for the opportunity to to be a part of the ministries of this community. Would you bless the gifts that are given? And God, thank you so much. We look forward to being together again very soon. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. See you later, guys.